Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. I'm a journalist and menstrual cycle coach, and I'm obsessed with all things spirituality, sexuality, wellness, empowerment, and mysticism. Join me as I interview coaches, teachers, healers, and thought leaders from all around the globe about all the ways we can feel more tuned in, turned on, and lit up AF. If you're on a journey toward self-discovery, you've come to the right place. This is The Light Within. Hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to this episode of The Light Within. I am so excited today to have with me someone I've connected with on the internet because of what she does and because of my own issues with burnout. Holly Dahl is a business and health strategist who helps high-performing women recover from burnout and redefine the hustle culture they have been trapped in for far too long. She combines her business knowledge, coaching experience, and extensive understanding of women's hormones, especially burnout, all to teach women the tools they need to evaluate their body, brain, and businesses. She has a new podcast as well. I'm so excited to chat with her about this. And so join me in welcoming Holly to the light within. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Leslie. It's my pleasure. Well, the first question I love to ask everyone is what ignites your light within? You know, I've been thinking about this and I just feel so strongly about keeping women healthy, keeping women in important roles, positions of power, because we're the ones that are going to change the world. The ripple effect of what we can do just goes so far and so wide. And I mean, you know, it sounds cliche, but I love to see women win and they can't win when they're not healthy, when they're not nourished, when they're not taken care of, when they're in burnout, that doesn't happen. And so it's like, I have this greater mission and also to, to, to help our daughters so that they don't end up in these cycles and patterns and behaviors and beliefs that we're essentially trapped in that are keeping us in the burnout. So I just, yeah, the ripple effect, it's just, it's just so big when women can do what they're meant to do and live their purpose. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about what you do. Obviously, I said a little bit beforehand, but can you introduce yourself and talk a bit more about the work that you do? So I'm a business and health strategist. And like you said, I combine my, um, you know, my extensive knowledge of hormones, specifically burnout, my coaching and consulting experience. I'm also a holistic nutritionist. So I kind of I combine all that with the business knowledge together to really help women, because the women who come seek me out, they're high performers. They're professionals, they're entrepreneurs, they're business owners, and I help them recover from burnout for good. And I do this in a very different way. So I help them untangle this complicated web of these patterns that are keeping them revolving in burnout. And I use a holistic approach because you know that we have to nourish all aspects of the body. We have to look at the physical body the emotional, the mental, the spiritual. And the way I work is I find immediate solutions so we can help my clients feel better now. We apply pressure to the wound, but then we need to go back and we need to find out why you are bleeding. And I think that's something that's often missed. And without that important piece, we just just keep kind of revolving. We just keep spinning back in. So my goal is to always help my clients go from revolving in burnout to evolving out of it. Mm. And so why burnout? Why is this something that's become so passionate for you? Well, I have my own story. 
<laughs> I have my own story of burnout. And I think I was like most other women. I just yeah. thought like, oh, you know, um, I can just keep doing this and there's pressure. You kind of get caught up in the hustle mentality. Like I certainly did when I started my business. And I think looking back now there, there was a lot of pressure because I was a nutritionist five and a half years ago. I started as a nutritionist, but I was also doing social media and customer service and sales and tech and marketing and like oh, all the God. things. Yeah. And you just don't have the cash flow as a startup to hire out to outsource these things. So you end up kind of doing everything and you're, you're still learning when you're first starting to work with clients. Like there's just so much time and energy spent learning how to do all the things. Um, as you know, coaching, it, it can be a lot of emotional energy that go towards your clients and helping them. And so I actually left my, my past life. I say in my past life, I was in the dental field for 14 years and I left that because I was so burnt out and within like two weeks, I was enrolled in a business school and a couple of weeks later started my practice and just got caught up in that. And so three years in, it was, it was really bad. It was the most severe burnout I've ever experienced. And so I thought I, I have to change. I can't teach other people to be healthy. That's the other thing. I felt like a fraud. I'm mm. not healthy and I'm trying to tell people how to be healthy. And so I had to make some, some big changes if I wanted to, to recover. And I think it's a slippery slope because there's always that chance to, to kind of slip back into those mm -hmm. patterns. So self-awareness is really, really important. And so I think a lot of folks, especially over the last two and a half, I mean, God, are we almost three years into the pandemic? Like we really mm -hmm. technically are. Mm -hmm. Oh, Matt. And I think a lot of folks have heard the word burnout, but can you talk a little bit about, you know, what you say burnout is? And then if for some reason someone's listening to this and they aren't really sure about what symptoms look like, like what can symptoms of burnout be? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, technically it's the gradual process in which you succumb to the response of prolonged stress. Okay. I think it's caring for too much for too long, caring too much for too long. And I know there's probably women who are hearing that right now and thinking, oh, they feel that in their body. Cause they're like, that's me. I care too much. And I've cared too much for far too long. And so I think like there's five phases of burnout, but I think a lot of women don't actually, they don't want to acknowledge it until they really get to that burnout stage. Because of course, it, the first part is just your body is resisting the stressor. So you're going to see things like more anxiety, trouble sleeping, weight gain, just feeling, feeling overwhelmed, mm -hmm. maybe even feeling a little bit depressed. The body just doesn't um, handle stress as well. Like you might not recover from exercise as well. You might have some wonky things going on with your cycles, like irregular periods, heavy periods. Um, and so it, it kind of can all start come crashing down, but until all those things are kind of happening at once, I think people just like, oh, well, yeah, I don't really sleep well, or, oh yeah, I've always been anxious. Um, we kind of almost try to make excuses. Be and, and, you know, this is something that I hear from my clients, like, I feel so alone, because a lot of women don't want to actually admit that they are burnt out, because we wear our busyness like a badge of honor. I mean, yeah, hell yeah, we do. Yeah. And I think that for women specifically, it has to be even worse. Like I know from my own experience that, and I'm not a mother, you know, 
I can't imagine those people who are moms and wives and running their own business. Like without me having kids, I mean, I still was experiencing all these things and, and I'd love to get your take on, you know, if you think for women burnout's even worse because of all the additional hats we are made to wear. I do feel like the load is definitely put more on the the woman for sure. I mean, I've had men reach out and say like, Holly, I am so burnt out. So I don't want to discount sure. the men in this situation at all. Um, but, you know, something I often say to my husband is like the emotional load of a mother, right? And not just even if you don't have kids. I mean, I think that we work like computers with 20 tabs open. Like we always have this list of okay this piece of laundry needs to get washed and I need to go this way uh, to this place and this appointment needs to be booked and oh shoot I need to buy toilet paper next time I'm out and just <laughs> like we are always thinking not only of what is happening right now but what's gonna happen in the next I don't know six months two years like I mean I've got a 15 year old I'm already thinking about university and college for him and I mean it's just like we need to back the bus up let's just get through today <laughs> You know, yeah. so I do feel like women um, are more prone to burnout. And also, this goes back to some of the programming that we have had, you know, over our lifetime. So it starts when we're young, and it's just, you know, be a good girl and, you know, be seen and not heard and, and don't speak up and do the right thing and put others before yourselves. Like we're trained from a very young age to light ourselves on fire to keep other people warm. God. Yeah, we absolutely are. And you talk a lot about how burnout also has to do with um, issues around self-worth. Can you talk a little bit more about that? I mean, it kind of, I think probably transitions perfectly from that last statement or that last thought about how all these limiting beliefs that are put onto us from society, mm -hmm. from the youngest of ages about mm -hmm. what it really means to be a woman. I mean, sure. I feel like and this is something I'm healing in myself, if I'm not doing X, Y, and Z and doing everything and being the best at it, then I'm less than, which mm -hmm. boom, led to me being burnt out AF. Yeah. Well, for sure. Um, you know, and the, the thing is, is that you should always be polished and the kids should be dressed perfectly and the house should be cleaned and the dog should be groomed and the husband should be taken care of and yep. your business should be exploding, you know, 10, 20, 30 K months. And it's just like, there's so much pressure. And so I have linked burnout to past trauma. Mm -hmm. Now, I always say that burnout is a behavior problem rooted in trauma. Mm -hmm. Now, it is a hormone problem because obviously it destroys your hormone balance. Um, but I have really been able to link it back to past trauma for myself and also for my clients. And I think it's so interesting. Now, I just want to say something about trauma because people hear that word and they're like, oh, I've never had any trauma. I'm not talking about major life things. I'm talking about you were put into a situation where you didn't feel safe. There was a threat. So maybe you were bullied. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe you were always expected to do chores at home on the farm and you didn't feel safe being outside by yourself. Maybe your parents left you alone in the car and they went to the bar when you were little. Mm -hmm. Like these are all things that, that could trigger that in somebody. And one of the stories that I like to share, I mean, I don't like to share it, but I think it's, it's a good way for someone to kind of relate is when I was in grade one, I peed my pants at school because my male teacher didn't let me go to the bathroom. Oh my goodness, and so yeah. for me, I mean, what 
kind of message does that send to a child about safety, about security, about trusting a male, Mm -hmm. having basic needs met, Mm -hmm. feeling safe at school. Yeah. You know, a trust, you know, the relationship between a teacher and a student. And so it's really interesting to kind of look back at some of these, some of these things in this programming that we have of, you know, a lot of people are people pleasers or they're hypervigilant. They live in that state where they never kind of feel safe. They've always got to be in control of the situation because they don't want something bad to happen. So there's lots of time and energy spent just managing and controlling and pleasing people and bending over backwards. So, you know, all in the name of safety, but they don't realize that it's actually linked back to something that could have happened in their childhood. And so very early in our conversation, you were talking about the fact that you have to go back and figure out what the initial trigger was. So is that part of what your work is? Like, it seems like you're just like an explorer, you know, out here trying to dig around and figure out what the initial route was. Well, it is. Now I try to stay within my scope of practice. I always recommend that my clients work with a trauma specialized Mm -hmm. psychologist because this work does bring up a lot for people. And, you know, I help them with mindset and and I coach them through certain things, but I'm certainly not a psychologist, Mm -hmm. but yes, we do like to go back and and figure out where some of these things have come from. And honestly, Leslie, like people have been through so much, like I have an intake form and it's like, um, I got them to, you know, list the stressful events that have happened in the last 10 years. Sometimes I print those out and they're pages long. And this Mm -hmm. is a tight thing, right? In Google forms. And sometimes people go right back and it is horrific. Some of the things that people have been through, like I look at it now and when you see that, you can't unsee it. Mm -hmm. So I I look, I see that in people. I I see that in patterns now with my kids and their friends and just people. And it's so apparent to me, but it wasn't for a long time. And Mm -hmm. so that's where I say my work, I feel it is very different you know, yes, I help people support the physical body with their nutrition, with their lifestyle habits and all that. Cause you can't just go to therapy and talk all day. And your, your psychologist isn't going to tell you that you need to have protein in the morning and not have coffee on an empty stomach and get off your phone at night and, you know, take some time in nature every day, which they're just not going to do that. That's not part of their, you know, process. And so, um, we really do have to just look at, look at all aspects Yeah. And so you mentioned a couple of things there. Let's talk now about, you know, what some of the first steps are to beginning to heal when you have burnout. You know, it is, it's a hard pill to swallow, but you really have to first, I think, just put your hand up and say, you know what, I am burnt out Mm -hmm. and this is not my fault. A lot of this is linked back to trauma. It's linked to programming and Honestly, some of the very first steps that people can take is just to take a, take a step back and breathe. I mean, we're so over freaking stimulated. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're eating breakfast. Well, if you're eating breakfast, but we're eating meals in front of a computer. Yep. You know, I literally, uh, I bust my mom because she'll get home from work at lunch and she'll be on Facebook. She'll like something and I'll phone her and I'll say, Hey mom, are you eating lunch right now? Why are you on your phone? (laughs) Right. (laughs) She's <laughs> not so going to answer the phone anymore at lunch when I phone her. No. But we're so overstimulated. Um, we're literally in our beds in the morning, rolling over, grabbing our phone no. on social media, 
checking messages, checking emails. How can you actually give to others when you have not given to yourself first? Mm -hmm. So I think some of the first steps is like I said, acknowledging it, but really starting to look at where you can take those breathers, mm -hmm. your phone. I mean, we all love our phones and I would say, I'm, I'll be the first one to say I've, I've got an addiction, but that phone does not get turned on for the first hour of my day. And it makes a huge difference mm. because you let the phone control your day. As soon as that phone is on, you let it control you. Yep. So first hour of the day, right before bed, the last hour of the day, if people can do that, honestly, if you just did that and you started to take some breathers you would feel better. Another thing is, I think that we just overextend ourselves so much. We keep saying yes to things that we don't even want to do. We don't even have time to do them. Right. So it's getting honest with yourself and it is a hard pill to swallow. And I wish so much that women would come see me when they start feeling burnt out, mm -hmm. not when they are to the point where they can barely get out of bed. That is and, my like yeah. wish, my hope. Yeah. And we talked earlier, just connected a couple of weeks ago. And I've shared this on the podcast too, a couple of weeks ago in an episode where I got so burnt out that I had to take mental health leave from my job on short-term disability. And I quit, I quit my job because it was just way too much. And like, you're saying, like looking back now, every single day, there was trauma in my job. Every single day I had to report on the worst of humanity and on the best day, it was just like, you know, the average, and this is really fucked up to say, but like the average death at, in a car accident, like that right. was like a normal day. A bad day was having to report on 19 babies getting killed at their elementary school and their two teachers getting murdered too. So like, that was like the catalyst that finally made me be like, I need to break. So absolutely what you're saying, like starting to recognize early and, and feeling okay enough to admit it early because yeah. from what my therapist and my psychiatrist have said too, it's like, something about a lot of the overachievers like I am. Yes. It's like, we can't admit it early until it's so bad that we can't function. And we're like one step from a mental breakdown. It's true because as a high achiever, you know, you really value the validation from others yeah. and your achievements and always doing the best and having everything perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing is that I often say burnout is an addiction and people are like, what? Mm -hmm. You get addicted to that validation. If you're someone who lacks self-worth and self-love and maybe your parents never, you know, you didn't have a home that was stable with that, that level, you know, love was conditional or you just didn't grow up with that confidence and that, that self-esteem, mm -hmm. you're going to go to other people to get that validation. Well, how do we do that? We keep producing, we keep making courses, we keep doing yep. launches, we keep signing more clients. We keep, you know, going to the gym 59 yep. times a week. Like yeah. we just keep doing it. And one of the things that I heard recently, I don't, I don't know if it was on another podcast, but someone said this and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so true what are you willing to trade your life for? Mm. Yeah. Because no one's going to look back at the end of the day, at the end of their life, sorry, and say, oh my gosh, I should have spent more time on Instagram. You know, I should have checked my phone more. I should have taken less breaks. I should have worked more. Yeah. No one's going to say that. No one's going to say that. A lot of us are going to say, I didn't take care of myself and I didn't spend enough time with my family. And you know what? I just, I wish I would have appreciated the more simple things in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for me, well, first of all, I want to say <laughs> what it, I think you just said something and I was like, oh shit, that's me. 
right after I took my break, I left on June like 18th or 19th. And I like, that's when I went on my break. What did I do the next week? I created a whole new fucking course. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let me channel this extra quote unquote time that I am not working to do this other thing. So yeah, I totally get the whole needing the validation, like being addicted to the, to the, for me, it was like being addicted to the always working because Mm -hmm. the more I work, the less I have to focus on all the shit in my head. It's so true. That's also a way to avoid those Mm -hmm. uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. And to avoid being honest with yourself, because if you just push yourself into your work, well, you know, you're good at it, you know, it's a passion um, and you can just keep doing it all day long. And yeah. Yeah. And I'd love for you to talk about that too, because you just hit on something that I have found, like, there's so much talk about this in the, the online business and like the coaching thing. It's like, people feel like they won't get burnt out if they are living their life's purpose, but that's not true. Like you can still get burnt out by doing what lights you up. 100%. Yeah. Because it's, you still have to have that time for a rest and a break and a rest and a break are two different things and you need both. Okay. What's the difference? Well, I mean, a rest is a rest to, in my mind, like I view that as an extended period of healing. Okay. So like a time where you are shut off you know when you and maybe it is a vacation Mm -hmm. um maybe it is when you have time off work but you actually take that time Mm -hmm. and you're not on your phone and you're not on your computer and you're not seeing clients and you're just doing things that fill your cup yeah but the problem is is that for a lot of women we feel unproductive when we're not busy if our calendar isn't full we're like oh my gosh there must be something wrong with me like every day (laughs) needs to be jam-packed and I'm just like well put your rest in there. Just rest, 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 get that in your calendar so that you see that or your walks or anything like that. So yes, to me, a rest is an extended period of healing where you just, you have time to shut it all down. And you really take that time for yourself to fill your cup, Mm -hmm. to rejuvenate, right. To, to restore yourself. We don't do a lot of things that are restorative for the body. Mm -hmm. And to me, a break is, you know, little times throughout the day that you need to step away. And so I have a, I have a puppy. Well, he's, he's over two now, but he'll, he'll always be a puppy in my mind. So, you know, I know at lunch, like he needs to go up for a walk and maybe sometimes in the morning too. And it's so good because he gets me out for that Mm -hmm. break that I might not take. Yeah. And a break, you know, eating your meals, not in front of your computer, not on your phone, take that time, chew your friggin' food. People like we inhale our food. We don't even know what we ate because we just don't take the time. It's so hard on the body. So taking those breaks and, you know, I think having a, a schedule where you start at a certain time and you shut down at a certain time, mm-hmm. because you know what it's like on the internet, you might be yeah. talking to someone and they're in a different time zone and they're messaging you and it's 10 and you're like, oh, well, I should be in bed. But like, I know that they're it's six at their time and this is the time they can talk. And it's just, I think we just get wrapped up in, in so many things. And I certainly think that that's the case for people who work for themselves. When yeah. I clock in at work and then I clock out at work you know, not in my past life as a news anchor. Cause I yeah. felt like I was always on call, but like a lot of folks you go in and then you leave mm-hmm. when you are working for yourself. It's like, like you're saying like, Oh, well maybe I should be available. Even though technically I feel like this is outside of my working hours. I've set that boundary for myself, but I'm sure it also has a lot to do with setting good boundaries. It does. And boundaries are so difficult for women. They're yeah. so difficult for them to set. And I just want to say that boundaries are actually not for other people. They're for you. They're to keep 
you healthy, they're to keep you safe, they're to keep you in tip top shape. Like, you know, even if that person is messaging you and it's 10 o'clock at night, you can get back to them tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we make the story up in our head. Like, oh, if I don't do it right now, like they're not going to want to connect with me. Mm -hmm. They won't think I'm professional. They're going to find someone else to go on their podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Where we all know that we, you know, we have to, we have that space for ourselves, but also to other people too. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, you know, taking the rest, taking the break, not waking up with the phones. Let's talk a little bit about nutrition and food when mm-hmm. it comes to burnout. So are there certain things that help beat burnout or heal burnout when it comes to the foods we're eating? Well, when you're burnt out, I mean, you're in a very depleted state, your mm-hmm. body physically, well, I mean, physically, emotionally, mentally, you're just very, very depleted. And so a lot of women will come to me and they're, they're actually barely eating anything. You know, it might be some coffee in the morning and then maybe some lunch. Some Sometimes people don't eat till like two o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard on the body because what you want to do is you want to minimize the stress essentially. And when your body's not fueled, you're placing more stress on the body. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are still working out doing, you know, quite intense workouts with you know, cardio or weights and, and things like that. But they're actually, they're really lacking the nutrition, the fuel mm-hmm. to do those workouts and not only do them, but to recover, to see a result. And so, I mean, people will argue all day long about breakfast. I think when you're burnout, it's Mm non-negotiable. Like you really need to get that in and you need to get protein in, in the morning. Now I used to be one of those people who was like, Oh, you have to eat within the first hour of waking and you know, da, 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 da. (laughs) I don't necessarily think it needs to be within the first hour. If it's within the first two hours, that is great. I mean, if people are coming to me and they're not eating till two, they're not going to eat at eight in the morning. That is such a ridiculous thing to try to get people to do. I just like to move them up. We gradually move you up. And then, yeah, within that first hour, if we can get to that and it could be months down the road, but let's just help you baby step and move the the breakfast closer to the morning, not closer to the, to, to dinner. Right. Yeah. And have that protein to help you feel alert, to help stabilize your blood sugar. I mean, you know, as women, when you're busy or when you're not feeling well, it's easy just to grab those quick things like yogurt or toast. And it's just the quick carbs that are sugar and they give you that blood sugar high and crash, which just makes you feel worse. So really like a higher protein, higher fat carbs usually take care of themselves because they're fruits and veggies. And of course, you know, you'll get your other things in through probably oatmeal and quinoa and things like that. But yeah, the healthy fat and healthy protein, it's just so, so important. And I mean, hormones are made from fat. Like we just can't not have healthy fats and expect to have hormone balance. So the body needs carbs. It needs fat. It needs protein. It needs all of them, but really looking at to what you're eating, like nutrient dense is obviously going to be the best thing. So what are your thoughts on protein shakes? This is a personal question. (laughs) Well, you know what? I mean, I don't think that they're the best thing, but as women, generally, we do struggle to get enough protein in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I would rather see someone have a protein shake in the morning. If that's all they're capable of, they're so burnt out that they're like, Holly, I'm, you know, I just need something that's easy and they can put some almond milk or some water in a container with a scoop of protein powder, I would rather see them do that than have coffee or just not have anything. Yeah. Okay, good. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, That's it's been a recent those- thing for me. Yeah. Well, it's been, I recently realized before we chatted like a couple of weeks ago, how little protein I was actually consuming in the morning. And I, mm-hmm. so my backstory is I actively stopped dieting after 20 years of eating disorders and all of them, right? Like orthorexia, anorexia, and bulimia in July, 2021. And so as I was healing all of that, I really had to let go of all of these food rules I'd had. And one of them was like forcing myself to eat just like ugh, egg whites in the morning and crap like that which was protein, but also just like not tasty. So I've recently reintroduced the morning protein shakes because that felt doable. And now I'm like, okay, let's move on to something else now, but not egg whites because those things, no. (laughs) Well, and and here's the thing, right? I really like to meet people where they're at. So if we're going to start with that protein shake, maybe in a month or two months, you feel like maybe having a smoothie where we're getting yeah. some fruit and some veg with it and throw in some healthy fats in there. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a couple months after that, you are ready to have some solid food. Yeah. But it takes such a long time. I mean, you're not going to not eat breakfast for 20 years. And then yeah. all of a sudden, 7am, here we go. Yeah. I'm going to have my bacon and eggs. And like, it's just not going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen. So I try to meet people where they're at for sure. And just keep things really simple because mm-hmm. I mean, I think in burnout for a lot of women, this is what I see anyways. It's the simple, basic things have become really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So let's talk about your new podcast. What okay. is the name of it? Is it bombshell CEO? Bombshell CEO. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for me, I always like, I was like, what, how can I bring this all together? Right. Like mm-hmm. the nutrition and the business and the hormones and the burnout and everything. So bombshell CEO, we are talking about how you can elevate your body, your business and your brain. And it's really about integrating your health and your body into your business. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm bridging the gap here of health and business because too many people are putting their business first and mm-hmm. their body second. And we need to adopt a very much body first business, second philosophy, like body over business. And so on the podcast, I mean, we're definitely going to have you Leslie, because the work that you do with cycles and periods and helping women, you know, after they've gone off the pill or after they've had an IUD removed, like this is just, it's so important. We can't ignore our physical body and run into our business. Right. And, you know, too many women are in action mode on an empty tank. So really just integrating that health and business piece. So yeah, we're going to talk about the hormones. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about nourishing your body physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all the things, right. That high performers deal with. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited and it is already out. So you guys can start listening to some episodes now. Um, how else can people connect with you, Holly, and learn from you or work with you? What else do you have going on? So the best way is to probably send me a DM on Instagram. The, uh, I started a new page for the podcast. So it's bombshell CEO podcast, or they can send me an email. It's holly at hollyangeladoll.com. And I'm happy to connect and I'm really open. So if someone has a question or, you know, they just want to have a conversation, like, is this burnout? Would I be a good fit to work with you? Just feel free to reach out. Cause I think there's a lot of shame in it. And I just really want to remove that stigma. That's why I share a lot about my story mm-hmm. is because I know that women can see, can see themselves in my story and I don't want people to feel alone. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And, um, I would, I would love to hear from you guys. Love to hear from you. Anything else you want to share that I didn't ask you about? I I mean, the shame thing I think is really 
spot on, right? I think we kind of talked about this earlier, but yeah, it's, it's not pleasant to have to admit that sometimes you need Mm -hmm. help and you can't do it all when that's been like your personality trait. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and I mean, we could, we could have another podcast talking all about (laughs) this, this other thing that I'm going to mention right now, just because you brought that up about the the shame, but women are so cyclical, as you know, Leslie, as you talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, our hormones, our cycles, the seasons, the phases that we go through, not just in our, our month, but over our lifetime when it comes to our hormones, but we're also cyclical in, we get into stress cycles, we get into shame cycles, we get into grief cycles, we get into cycles of self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. And so like a lot of my work is kind of going back and I know people aren't going to be able to see my hands on the podcast, <laughs> but you know, unraveling like these these webs, these balls of yarn and and figuring out those cycles. So yes, um, shame is, is a cycle, but we can start to break it when we put our hand up. Absolutely. Well, Mm -hmm. Holly, thank you so much for coming on. This has been great. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. And I will put all of the links to your social media and the email address you mentioned in the show notes below. Again, thanks so much for coming on. And thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of The Light Within. If you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me at Leslie Draffin and at The Light Within Podcast. Shoot me an email at hello at lesliedraffin.com. Have yourself a great week. And remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.